one the second time. Okay, let's just talk. Let's just spitball. Okay. So, I hope this is number two. Now I don't remember. Who knows? To be or not to be? That is the question. Um, question. It is the question. I was talking about Hamlet one day to my sister, and she was like, Huh? We're yeah. talking about Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Okay. That's my story. <laughs> Which is good to talk <laughs> I was about. like, any other context you were want to you, include? Were you like, yeah, but okay. I don't remember any of it. Were you like, okay, to be or not to be, do you know what that means, Kelsey? It means, no. are you going to die? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why no, would the cover? I just what? said it. No. Okay. I was like, you know, the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> Or Sons of Anarchy. Either way. No, they're all the Lion King. They're all the same plot. I thought you were having a deep conversation about how Hamlet was contemplating no. suicide. He can tell a hawk oh, from a like, handsaw when the wind's in the northwest. It was something specific and I was like, Okay, who wrote this? Who wrote who wrote this? <laughs> who wrote this Horatio? <laughs> Okay, and she was like, um, Shakespeare? Yeah. She it right. And I started talking about Hamlet. And then I started singing the omelet song from Something Rotten because yeah. that's all I think of when I think of Hamlet besides The Lion King and besides watching it in English class in high school. Oh, Helen and Bonham Carter. So and Mel Gibson. I don't remember any of it. I do. How do you not forget that breath scene? No. Me and Caitlin recreate that at least once every year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking you about. You don't remember? Like no. Hamlet's going crazy. Well, Mel Gibson, part, but Mel Gibson <laughs> as Hamlet is going crazy, and he's in uh, Helen and Bottom Carter slash Ophelia's room, and like he gets up in her face, and he just like goes. <sighs> And she's just like bewildered, like she's so confused. What a man! No, she's like, what is going on? But he's just like, he gets really close to her face, and he goes, and she like, (laughs) like growling at her a little bit. Kinda, it's weird. How do you not? How do you not remember that? Like, because that sticks out in my mind. So I feel like a lot of high school's a block. (laughs) I I feel like I remember almost everything that happened in that classroom. But yes, all I can I think that. about is the. It smells like syrup in here. <laughs> Every time I smell maple syrup, I think of that. Um, uh, one of our counselors at camp would like eat these little protein snacks, and one smelled so strongly of maple syrup, you could always tell when she was eating it because we'd be like. And people be like, it smells like maple syrup. And I would start laughing. And people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, you wouldn't get it. Y'all are too young. And you weren't there. <laughs> I was like, but this one time? And I was like, I don't even think I was there. <laughs> I think we need to explain it for the audience. Who wants to do the honors? I wasn't there. You weren't there. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think I was there either. But I think it happened twice, though. Yeah, it happened twice. Because the room smelled like maple syrup. Yeah. And everybody wouldn't stop talking about how it smelled like maple syrup. I'm pretty sure it was a scentsy. I, th- I think I was there the second time. But I think no one spoke during the second time that it smelled like we, it. We got the word. We're like, or we were just the quieter class. Like. Yeah. And Mr. Johnson was like, it's a scentsy. Like, stop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I get it now. As as a person that deals with children, I'm like, anytime anyone in the vicinity makes popcorn, mm-hmm. when I'm around kids, they're like, popcorn? Can I have popcorn? Is that for us? Whenever they ask, is that for us? I'm like, no. What, what have you done to make you think you've earned popcorn? My problem is I will have food for me on my desk. Yes. And they're like, can I have some? Yeah. No. I have been I have been a terrible person as a uh, child care professional because I, I, okay, let me back up. I work with school kids. 
I work with school kids. And so I eat hot food a lot, like a lot, a lot. And so one day, one of my 11 year olds who is rowdy and rambunctious and just like one of those boys that's just like would try anything. I had like sriracha on my desk and he's like, can I have some? And he's one of those people who'll just like pester you and pester you and pester you. And I was like, you know what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll squirt a little bit on your finger and you can try it. And like his face immediately turned red. <laughs> and I don't even think like sriracha is that hot, but <laughs> he was like, Ugh. I'm like, okay, first off, you're not allowed to bring talkies in because if this is how you act when you eat hot food, yeah. absolutely not. I've let him try like ghost pepper almonds and stuff. <laughs> um, you're just torturing these children. I mean, the older ones, I would never let the little yeah. ones do it, but like the... 10 year olds and stuff if they want to try it like if they ask me i'll be like okay make sure you got your water before we got to talking on microphones we were (laughs) discussing feet and hands you started it i did start it well like i had my foot propped up reba's foot is broken right now or toes are broken a toe is broken but it's uh, kind of swelled and bruised out on the rest all of it yeah mm-hmm. and like she's in a boot but she took the boot off and i have my foot propped up and i was like reba what is what size shoe do you wear <laughs> she was like uh nine and i was like uh well i'm in an eight but mine <laughs> definitely doesn't look like an eight <laughs> you're like an eight not that much smaller than mine. mine. <laughs> I think my problem is I've got really wide, small feet. So my I've, feet are massive. Yeah, Caitlin put her foot up to my foot. Um, because that's what you do. Um, we just been like looking at toes and like what's weird about our toes. I was like, have we never looked at each other's feet before? <laughs> nope. And then we started talking about our hands. Yeah. <laughs> And my nubby fingers, and Peyton was like, I've never noticed that before, but you're very particular about how you pick things up. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was showing me. I was like, how are you supposed to pick up a pencil? I don't know. Like, I'll sometimes see people, like, pick up things, because, like, you pick up stuff, like, where most people, like, do this. You do this. (laughs) And I can't, like, describe it for you people other than, like, most people might pick it up. I drop things so yeah. much. Like, I don't have stability in my fingers. Yeah. So, if all of them are working together, there's more <laughs> likely a chance that I'll hold on to it. So, like, you may pick it up with, like, your pointer finger and your thumb. Kaylin will pick it up, like, a claw. Or, I like, know I'm less likely to drop it. Yeah. But, like, like I, I really think that's why. I see people on TV sometimes, like, there was this one, like, it was on My Strange Addiction, and she... She was legitimately OCD and like she had to have soft, what she called soft hands. Like on picking I've talked um, about soft hands before. And like, I've used those words. And how she picks things up and stuff. And I was like, that looks it like, that looks a lot like how Caitlin picks things oh, up. I talked about soft hands whenever we were talking about rough hands. And yeah. I was like, never I think of anything like friction wise. Mm-hmm. I have to think to myself, soft hands, soft hands, and remember mm-hmm. that I have soft hands. Mm-hmm. I like it. I have to rub my fingers together. Yeah. See, no, she was talking about like the way you pick things up, and it's exactly how you pick things up. <laughs> and I'm very like, delicate. Sure. I'm not a dainty person, but either yeah. your pinky is up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And her pinky is always up. Like it's all these fingers, and then the pinky's like slightly up. I forgot. I'm sorry. My pinky doesn't do shit. <laughs> you know that's there. where 50% of your strength in your hand comes from. We used to have to do stuff in ballet, like, on mm-hmm. point. 
with just our pinky on the bar. So you would be like on one foot on like having to do releve on the point with just your pinkies on the bar. That's hard. Mm-hmm. And with your pinkies, I was like, you might as well cut them off. They're not doing anything right now. So I would put down my ring finger and be like, this bitch knows what to do. <laughs> Well, no, pinkies are, like, super important. It has, like, 50% of your, like, hands, like, your finger strength in it. Maybe that's... No, I don't use it to pick pinkies. You don't ever <laughs> use it. That's your problem. And so, like... I just start picking things up. Well, just, just your pinky. But you, they don't mean, because I have tiny fingers. It's such a big palm. That's such a part. It hurts. Yeah, also, uh, Caitlin's... I have a massive palm and tiny-ass fingers. Yeah, they don't match up now that she mentioned it. How far does your finger go down? I'm pretty flexible. Yeah. My finger. <laughs> your finger. In Japan, the Yakuza, they will cut off parts. Like, the first thing they'll start cutting on you is your pinky. Like, they'll cut off, like, parts of your pinky. Because that's the only... That's the finger that's most important on holding a sword. So, that's, like... That's why you have... Yeah, because it, it'll rest. Yeah, it rests on it. And that's where all your sh- hand strength comes from, is that... Welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. I'm Caitlin. I'm Peyton. I'm Reba. And we're here. We are ready. We are discussing A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. 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 I don't know. Moss. I used to say Moss, but suddenly I started saying Moss. I think she says Moss, but I think she also said that's wrong. Who knows? <laughs> Who was that, Amanda? Uh, Seyfried? Seyfried? I think it's, she said Seyfried, but it's Seyfried. And she was like, yeah, we just all say it wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, that would be me. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Uh, what happened last time in Akatar, as we call it? Uh, her and Lucian are out in the woods. They are going on a border patrol kind of thing, like hunting out. And they finally get stopped by something like, Lucian tells her, do not look at it. Do Don't not blink. do not make any emotion. Don't move. Don't blink. Okay, and we're picking up right after that on chapter 10. Feyre never looked at the creature, but she could hear it, telling of all the different things it would do when it ate her. It begged for Feyre to look at it, but she never did. Feyre's stubborn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you want to talk about stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> We're not there yet. Reba's finally read the whole book. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Lucian, Cut that part out. <laughs> Lucian tells her this creature is called a bogey. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think it is bogey. Yeah. I, I want a bog. It is. That's yeah. what I want to call know, it. The bog. How I read it, but I think it's bogey. I like yeah, it is. It's, it's in the pronunciation, but pre pronounce. <laughs> it's in the pronunciation as bogey. <laughs> Why is the word pronunciation so hard to pronounce? <laughs> pronounce. I don't know, but it is. And uh, if you don't know, this is the boogeyman. This is the middle. The boogeyman. The boogeyman, <laughs> which is kind of how we get it is bogey. It's like my name. Oh, I can't say that. Um, My name is an English name and like through the ages has changed on how you pronounce it because of where it come from to now. So this was called a bogey. Yeah, and it's based off the boogeyman. Lucian told her that he could not kill it. After Feyre calmed down a bit, she asked if Lucian had been in the war with the humans. 
He told her, I'm not that old. Okay, so. <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what, like 500 years ago or so that yes. the war happened. Yeah. He's like, I'm not that <laughs> old. Excuse me. <laughs> I always picture Lucian as like a gay man, but then he's not. Backstory wise, he's just really he's just really is snarky and sassy and saucy man, sassy and saucy saucy man. (laughs) They go to dinner while Tamlin is being moody, (laughs) of course, and Lucian warns him about the bogey. Tamlin leaves to go hunt the bogey. Then Vera is getting ready for bed when she sees a man outside. Her window. As she gets closer, she realized it wasn't just any ma'am. It was her father. It was her dun, father. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It was her father. Her father in the fairyland? What? Prithian? In Prithian? <laughs> what? Whatever do we mean? <laughs> Unhinged. Unhinged. Chapter 11. Vera hurried herself to get ready to flee. If her father had come, then things had, had to be absolutely dire. As she was sneaking out, Tamlin stopped her. She told him her father was there and needed help. He told her to look closer, and then the image kept shifting into different objects before Tamlin scared it away. It wasn't her father at all. It wasn't. It was not. She asked what the creature was, and he tells her it was a puka. He told her if she was going to run, to at least do it in the daytime. There were much worse creatures out there than the bogey to worry about at night. Okay, so before I keep going, uh, pukas, I really didn't see much about them, but I want to say they're like, kind of like sirens in a way, they they try to call you out. Is there not like a, a group of people that have a legend about a puka? I can't remember if I had anything on them or not. Like, everything in this is so like similar to something else, but it's never exactly how it's supposed to be. Like, some of it is, some of it isn't. So, uh, puka is a Celtic is Celtic in origin. It's a shapeshifter, usually taking the appearance of a horse. It also has ties, weirdly enough, to the Boogeyman and the Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> the Easter Bunny? Yeah, like, I That's can't find it. interesting combination. I don't know. It looks um, like a horse that's tied to the Boogeyman and the Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it like, okay, so, like, it, it's a shapeshifter, so like wow. it'll shift into like it'll shift into whatever you want it to be at the moment. So like most people, let's think you you need a horse. Oh, here's a horse. They're very valuable creatures. You can take one, and then it's it's luring you to it, and then because where are you gonna go to? What a Back scam! In, I know. It's like you see a car just out in the middle of nowhere, and it's like a really old car that you're like, oh my goodness, I could get some money from this. It looks abandoned. Maybe I can, you know, get see if it runs or something. Is it someone's house? I mean, I mean, it's like, I mean, not that you would do this now. I'm saying, like back in the day, this would kind of be like, oh, there's a horse. It's not claimed. It's not, you know, in a pasture somewhere. So you would go to get it, and then it eat you. Um, like supernatural. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, is there not an episode of either that or Teen Wolf that has a puka in it? Probably. Because I'm like... Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll have to look that up. Remind me, we'll look it up. I think the Easter Bunny thing, it ties into the Easter Bunny as in it shapeshifts into the Easter Bunny. But I don't know. I don't think of like a rabbit. I think of the big old... 
the person dressed up as the Easter Bunny, so it's really funny in my head. Right yeah, now. Like, like when I scroll like just just through the Google page, like the main thing is like a trickster god. So I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's gotta be an episode in one of those shows about yeah, this. I'm yeah, look. but yeah, so I just wanted to break it down. Puka's shape shifting is kind of like a siren type thing where they're trying to call to you to well, not in this part kill you, but to eat you essentially. Tamlin asked her what she wanted. I she go home. she told him of the promise she made to her mother, and how she had to take care of her family. Mm-hmm. Tamlin assured Farah her family was well taken care of. This eases Farah's worries a bit. For the next few days, Tamlin continues to hunt for the bogey. Farah starts to worry about him. She has a nightmare about killing Andres in his fae form and starts to feel guilty about her actions. Okay, I couldn't find exactly, you talked about it in the notes, but a few things that like I noted, knowing what I know and just like observing it. Uh-huh. So, page 98, whenever he talks about her family being taken care of and he mentions how they're better taken care of than they were whenever she was even there mm-hmm. which honestly if I was Pharaoh I would feel hurt just a little bit uh-huh. but also you know happy that they're taken care of the paragraph right after that says those chipped miscolored paintings inside the cottage flashed in my vision perhaps they would forget who had even painted them in the first place insignificant that's what all those years i given them would be as insignificant as i was to these high fae and that dream i'd had of one day living with my father with enough food and money to paint it had been my dream no one else's yeah oh honey like she realizes all that work she did was for nothing yeah was for nothing and like almost feels like it was a selfish thing that she had done in a way mm-hmm. she was like this wasn't like what they wanted what they needed in life this was just what i envisioned but at the same time they wouldn't have done anything for themselves yeah. so she was trying to help them out and and she realized that like even that work i did was kind of pointless i think tamlin's talking about uh Feyre asked about his other people that go on border patrol he's like oh we don't need sentries if i'm here <laughs> and then she's like, oh, were you trained as a warrior? And he said, I spent most of my life in my father's war band on the borders, training as a warrior to one day serve him or others. Running these lands was not supposed to fall to me. Yeah. So all of this was not supposed to be his. Just like all of what Farah had to do, that wasn't supposed to fall to her, her either. So I was like, oh, they relate, relate to here. each this other. gives them reason. Because Honestly, Tamlin... I completely forgot. She was the youngest. <laughs> you just yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tamlin's also the youngest. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a bunch of older brothers, mm-hmm. and they all died. And so he was not... Which I don't even think that's necessarily the reason he got the lands, because of how High Lord's work but he all his family died but him so spoiler alert and just like her like hearing that because they are getting to know each other at this point and Uh like like relating to that point Mm -hmm. even if it's not like outward her being like oh yeah same but like taking that in and just internally realizing that she feels the same way Mm -hmm. and then uh later on whenever her and lucian are talking she asked if tamlin or tam or Lucian's like, yeah, Tamlin's in one of his moods. And Feyre's like, oh, he doesn't want your help hunting the bogey. Tamlin asking for help. Is <laughs> he, not a thing. He doesn't do. No. Nope. And I want us to hold on to that. Yeah. He just. <laughs> he can do it. He is a strong, 
independent man. He can do <laughs> it. He is not going to ask anybody for anything. No. And if you want to help, no. Also, I do want to say this is where Farrah starts to care about Tamlin. Mm-hmm. Um, not only, I think not only because they bonded in that way, but because first off, she does not think fairies can lie. And second off, he assures her that you know, his her family is taken care of now. And that saying all the right things. Yeah, he is. He's good at that. He is. <laughs> Only knows what she knows. And she doesn't know what she doesn't know. So oh, interesting. Yeah. No, you've already hinted enough. Like before we started the like, series, outwardly talked about <laughs> it. wasn't hinting. It was um, full blown ranting. The last part. Her talking about her dream of Andreas. Mm-hmm. Like, Feyre's dreams are really a thing throughout the series. Oh, yeah. Dreams in general are, like, a huge part. Yeah. yeah, I actually read the description for book two this time compared to just starting book one and not having read it. Book two, it, <laughs> like, I've declared it as my favorite book, mm-hmm. like, in general. I don't know because I haven't reread it all, but, like, when I read it the first time, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah, we're, we're, y'all jumping too far ahead, guys. We are only on chapter 11 of the... <laughs> Of a quarter thorns in her. Chapter 12. After Feyre's nightmare, she decided to walk around and do something to avoid sleeping, as we all do. She made a map of the grounds and found it crude because she couldn't read or write. When she finished, she thought of looking at the paintings, but of course it was too dark since it was night. Um, Tamlin shows up in his beast form. She asks if he killed the bogey. Tamlin turns back to his fae form and tells her that he did indeed kill it. Farrah points out that he's hurt, but he ignores her and asks what she was doing. <coughs> Not asking for help. She tells him of her getting used to her surroundings. Judging by the map, he asks her if she can read. She... Kindly informs him that no, and asks where she needs to go to take care of his wounds. No, anyway, can we take care of that? There's like pus coming out of it. Come on, man. She cleans up the wound on his hand, and he continues to point out that she can't read. (laughs) Relentless. Yeah. He seems shocked that she can hunt, but she can't read. (laughs) And then my mine was like my my note was like what the hell like how do (laughs) those two correlate? correlate. No, No. I mean that the kids who can hunt around here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He he proceeds to tell her that she's different from what he expected for a human, and then walks away. Goodbye. Not even a thank you for the hand. Bye. Bye. He's so f- weird. <laughs> Your hair is clean. <laughs> the next day, Feyre overhears Lucian and Tamlin talking about the blight and how Tamlin's guilt over what his father had done to their kind. The two men exit and Lucian tells Feyre that she can't go riding with him today, but Tamlin was available. She doesn't like the idea at first, but she tells Tamlin she doesn't want to go hunting. He tells her they can do whatever she wants instead. Ooh. She asks about his hand and he finally thanks her for it. <laughs> Took you long enough. He had yep. a talk <laughs> with whoever and they're like, too better. <laughs> too better. And then he remarks on how well she managed to bind it. Why is he so impressed by her skills to just be a person? Like, because. <laughs> well, they all have miscon- Your hair is clean. Oh, you can't read, but you can hunt. Oh, you wrapped up my hand real nice. Well, they all have misconstrued. You know, per- perceptions about Real nice. <laughs> this is the real nice that got me. Oh, you wrapped my hand real nice. This is this is top par flirting. Top tier. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's not. That was sarcasm. <laughs> she tells him that she learned it through trial and error, and he asks about hunting again. He's trying. 
This time he's not saying all the right things. <laughs> he didn't say all the right things to begin with. He then proceeds to ask if anyone had ever taken care of her before. And she tells him no. And sometime in between this, they walk and arrive at the study. <laughs> the line of, has anyone ever taken care of you? I read so many times in books. And if someone asked me that, I'd be like, yeah. Who do you think, like, changed my f-ing diapers? Like, <laughs> no one. <laughs> I mean, I changed my own diapers, yeah. I changed my own. Say, I gotta gather my thoughts again. Oh, the, the being injured from the bogey, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolves. yeah. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, as far there. as as far as the reading goes, like staying in the study is gonna be a big yeah. thing. Cogsworth slash Lucian being a total how do I B <laughs> holds up. I think it's definitely I don't think it's based off the actual Beauty and the Beast fairy tale. I think it's based off the Disney version. Yeah. It makes that's sense. why I was catching up on so much. There's something did I talk about like okay, with like the sisters mm-hmm. and with like her dad losing his money because of the ship, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's from a version of the original fairy tale, mm-hmm. I believe. Some of it, and then some of it's the east of the moon, west of the sun, or however you say that. A lot of it, I was, like, a lot of the backstory is like, oh, okay, that's why this mm-hmm. is... He does not know how to communicate, but neither does Pharaoh. I don't well, like they, either of them throughout the entirety of this. <laughs> <laughs> they, you think about like the people they've been around and the situations they've been put in throughout their life. Mm-hmm. Like I can understand why this is different for them mm-hmm. and why they're struggling. But they're struggling together, and they're both still like falling for each other through it all. Yeah. We're just over here with Lucian cringing. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm with him on that one, yeah. Lucian's cringing for some other reasons. He's like, cauldron boil me <laughs> all the time. Love that man. <laughs> hey, chapter 13. So, Feyre tries to teach herself how to read and write. And, y'all, I'm a second grade teacher. We just started back school. This was too close to home for me. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, this was literally my day. While doing this, she sees a mural on the wall of the history of the Fae. Conveniently enough, it's not words that tell her it's the, his- the Obviously, history. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> it's a picture. I will say, I did find this part really fascinating. It's probably one of the my favorite red parts of the book is the description of the painting. Yeah, because like it goes through and it, it goes through it and it explains more of like what happened or vaguely about what happens to. Because, like, it's a mural of... It's literally a history their, mural. Yeah, a history mural of their land. So, it shows, like, the the separation of the land. So, like the we war. said, the seven courts, the war, the cauldron, which started it all. The It's very interesting, Um, the slaves, the human slaves, and the war, and all this stuff. And there, which I don't think it shows, like, the human lands, but it, like, cuts off where the human yeah, land starts. I do remember that about the, this chapter. I remember that part. Anything mm-hmm. else? Okay. And then Tamlin pops in. Hey, Fair. What's, What's up? <laughs> and tells her that um, in exchange for bandaging his hand, he could teach her how to read. What a man. Mm-hmm. The little things. She says no, because it's probably just a ploy to humiliate her. Because Feyre has been around these people, Mm -hmm. Nesta, who has made fun of her shortcomings. Yep. And there's this one part, I I think it's around this, which is why I'm going to bring it up. Well, it's Where he, like, 
literally asked her, why should I mock you for a shortcoming that isn't your fault? And I was like, man, now you're saying the right thing. Yeah. Like, if someone said this to me about something I was so insecure, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh. Yeah. But if it's coming from this man, (laughs) I'd be like, what you trying to get at? (laughs) And then they have a little spat. spat. She's like, I'm fine. And he gets mad. Like, Tamlin gets mad when he's told no. (laughs) Um, which is probably why we don't always like him I will take up for Tamlin a little bit (laughs) I will take up for Tamlin a little bit I did kind of like him at the beginning because I understood like when I first read this I understood kind of where he was coming from like his character I understand where it comes from but like and it's not I don't I don't want to say he's a bad character he's a bad love interest We'll get into it later. That, but um, with Tamlin, like as opposed to someone like Edward, mm-hmm. Edward, I'm like, why do you do the things you do? <laughs> it makes Tam- no sense whatsoever. Tamlin, I'm like, I know why you do the things you do, even though I disagree with them. I understand where you are coming from. Yeah, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't associate myself necessarily with someone who does. Mm-hmm. Like I understand Edward Cullen. Yeah. No Just bueno. why. <laughs> Why? Like, nothing makes sense. Stuff on it. Every episode, somehow, some way. Well, it always (laughs) happens. Like, everything goes back to Twilight. That's why we started that on the first season. Reba. So, later, Feyre goes to retrieve a list of words that she was trying to learn, but it was gone. And her list of words are always so interesting, where I was like, you're not going to choose, like, common words like no i want to know what this is oh okay there was another part what like while she's practicing her reading and writing and she just like start getting so down in herself and she's just like shortcomings yeah another one of my shortcomings i'm just like honey you know but i mean like you have a right to feel insecure about stuff but i mean it's overwhelming it's always pointed out to her it was always pointed out to her by nesta and now she's in fairy realm and all the fairies are like you stupid she's already seen as like stupid human yeah so like it's so over i could see where it's so overwhelming and you Mm -hmm. would be like i just i want to do something that makes me better Mm -hmm. and then being overwhelmed by it and this is a particular thing about her character that continues on and the way that it's handled in this book i think is really interesting and that's (laughs) all i'm gonna say about that right now yeah she gets fed up with their words and then she goes to lucian to talk to him because you know he's so insightful i don't know why she keeps going to lucian for things he's just like he's a fun time <laughs> that's what i was about to say because it's a like fun time. maybe he'll tell sometimes me sometimes she's like okay i think I'm g- he tells her just enough for that, her yeah. to like start dissecting yeah yeah because it's always like all right well i definitely don't want to talk to tamlin about literally anything but you know who's a good time lucian well, also he, he's the same in that house he's also willing to tell her information no he's not though not in the way he needs but to like the, the way that he says it she's like hmm okay so i'm just gonna throw it out there lucian lucian says to her to like trick her all the time like it's brought up throughout the whole book that like she (laughs) will she's like yeah i don't trust this man to come and help me i mean it's it's a trick but he still gives her info he gives her info but it's like 
one time he's like, oh, hey, eat these berries. And like, she's like, okay. And she hallucinates for like three days. <laughs> it's there for a fun time, too. I bet Tamlin doesn't know half the that he does. No, because he would be so pissed off. And Lucia's just like, he's always calculating on like what he can get away with. Like, there is a reason he wears that <laughs> he fox mask. But he knows what she can handle. Mm-hmm. Because he's, because like when he, when he's like, you can't do that because Tamlin will kill me. But it's never as bad yeah. as like the shit he puts her through. <laughs> Case in point, what we're doing next. All right, go on. So they talk for a minute, and then Ferris like, so how do you catch a cereal? Um, and a cereal is a dangerous fae who tells the truth to people who can capture it. So first, you gotta catch it. Then it'll talk to you. And it's yeah. got the tea. Mm-hmm. We love so the, the cereal. Tea. We <laughs> yeah. stand the cereal in this. I think everyone in the fandom mm-hmm. stands the cereal. I always say it. It sounds like cereal. I know, not cereal. He tells her how to do it and says that he will be in the woods. And he's perhaps he will perhaps be generous enough to help someone out if they were heard screaming yeah because this is the, the hypothetical oh yeah wait who would help out lucian, lucian. oh okay because he's talking it she starts talking in hypotheticals because like, oh. hypothetically how would you, you remember pharaoh loves hypotheticals she's so she's like hypothetically speaking if i wanted to catch the <laughs> the cereal how would i go about doing that i think okay they're brother sister energy they are and i think they're like almost the same person in different fonts yeah they are <laughs> so i, I agree. think that's it because they're like just hypothetically if i were to do this and he's like hypothetically if i were to do this <laughs> he tells her that she needs chicken bones to give to the cereal wait does she <laughs> Yes. Yeah, okay. she goes to the kitchen and gets them. I don't remember. She gets chicken bones and like other? something else that she, he need, she needs yeah. or something. But I, I remember the chicken bones. And he tells her how to do chicken bones. And then he said, oh, we, yeah. And then he says that he's starting to like her who are murdering humans. <laughs> yeah. I think I All right. Like you. She prepares to hunt down the cereal by gathering up the chicken bones and doing this and doing that. She wonders if Lucian was leading her into a trap when she hears a scream. She finds the cereal in her trap. It's kind of like one of those if you've ever seen like the ankle traps is what I'm imagining like where you know you step in it and it like lifts you up in the air. Let's talk about what the cereal looks like because I (laughs) had it completely wrong the first time I read it. Okay so I imagined Kind of like a Baba Yaga character of like this old, worn, withered hag. And that's definitely not what this creature looks like. It looks, it's bald. It's got withered skin. I don't know anything about what it looks like. It's like like covered in a cloak. A face that looked like it had been crafted from dried, weather-worn bone, its skin either forgotten or discarded. Mm -hmm. A lipless mouth and two long teeth held by blackened gums, slitted holes for nostrils, and eyes. Eyes that were nothing more than swirling pits of milky white. The white of death, the white of sickness, the white of clean-picked corpses. Basically a sassy Voldemort. That's what I was about to say. I was like, hmm. Yeah, um... 
if we wanted to go into this, it's based off of, hold on, it's based off of an old Slavic tale too, I think. I think the serial is based off of a similar thing to Voldemort, actually. Koshel the Deathless. Koshe the Deathless. I'm trying to think of what show, okay, so there's a picture on the wiki. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I've seen something like this and something else, and I can't think of what it is. There's, like, a show that has something like this. There's so Yeah, like, everything that's discussed in this book is very... Nothing, like, hold on. is made up. No, like, no, no. Sarah in this book. based that's, everything off of something familiar. Yeah, that's Koshay the Deathless. And so that's... <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's this creature that doesn't die. But, yeah, that's kind of what I... What... It looks like not necessarily the powers, but that's kind of what I see mm-hmm. now. Uh, she asks the serial if she can go back to her family. The serial tells her it would kill her and her family if she did. She asks it if it knows anything about Tamlin. The serial asks what she wanted to know about the High Lord of the Spring Court. I kind of spoiled that earlier, didn't I? Um, sorry. <laughs> I was like, what'd you say earlier? I don't even remember I now. said that he was a High Lord and that... Was that not already revealed? No. This is when it gets revealed that he's the High Lord. I mean, you could use your context clues to figure it out, but yeah. she didn't know until this moment. I think. It's <laughs> Every really time f- I read it, I knew. <laughs> it's really fun about Feyre. Um, what's really fun about Feyre is that stuff that should be blatantly obvious to her is never quite blatantly yeah. obvious. Look, she has her shortcomings, okay? <laughs> Um, this is one of like, them. Is it, like, what's the phrase? <laughs> I don't know what phrase you're Like, does it reach the house? I don't know. Farrah, rooms. <laughs> yeah, Farrah is shocked to discover he is a high lord. She asked about the flood. She She's shocked about it. She's shocked. She shook it. I wasn't. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, like, if you don't know anything about fairy culture or anything, mm-hmm. just some random fairy. Some random ass fairy. Okay, we claimed you. Fairy, you know, just a fae, do whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, she knew he was high fae, but she didn't know he was a high lord, Um, which is like the... Maybe I just don't know what this means. I'll explain it. I'm good. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should explain it for the listeners. Yeah. Um, but a high lord. I think we discussed it. <laughs> high fae is a is like the top tier fairies. Like they're the I got that. They're the the pristine fairies or whatever. They're the most powerful. And then the high lords are the ones that reign over the fairies in each particular court. So we have seven different courts, and they're run by high lords. And high lords are like the most powerful of the powerful, and they get their powers their powers are like thrust upon them and that's how you know who the high lord is if that makes sense people born wicked do they have wickedness thrust upon upon them them. but i mean like it it doesn't happen when they're children like as as they age like once it's like coming of age or something they they get the powers i don't know why i asked because i knew all that yeah (laughs) well it's good good. it's good for the audience okay (laughs) i thought i didn't know though Maybe I'm just too smart for my own. <laughs> Maybe you just don't <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> I think I have like everything I need, but nothing clicks. <laughs> nothing so, like, clicks. Everything in my life. I have all the pieces. <laughs> I think it's the ADHD in me. Maybe that's Pharaoh's problem. Nothing clicks. <laughs> we are one in the same. I could get her in the character thing. <laughs> nothing clicks. Where did 
discussing an important part of the book earlier on. And Caitlin's like, I don't even remember that. Like, I was like, Caitlin, that's the whole purpose for the end. It, nope, don't I ring a bell. I think happened, but I don't remember how it happened. <laughs> I still don't understand what happened, but <laughs> I remember everything that happened, but I don't remember, I remember that. The, everything no, no, that I, happened. I know that the thing happens to that person, but I didn't know that was the thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that happening happened. The discussion. That happening happened. Oh my gosh! Okay, I cannot deal with you. <laughs> this is our best episode of the season. <laughs> The serial tells her about a fey king in Hybern whose throne is made of the bones of humans. He disagrees with the treaty and wants humans to go back to being slaves or destroying all of them. As the serial is talking about a king, about the king, something is approaching. The serial tells Pharaoh to free it so they can get away. She asks what it is, and the serial tells her it is Naga. Four shadowy figures come out between the trees. I forgot a very, 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 very important part. Stick with the High Lord. Stay with the High Lord. I was going to wait for you to say it. That's, that's like a mantra she has for mouth this, the rest of this is stay with the High Lord. It's my mantra too. Stay with the High Lord. <laughs> oh dear Lord. Y'all, it's, it's not good. Next episode, I don't remember, but it's coming, and I'm gonna have to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I know we're gonna be like Caitlin. I'm edit out so much, nothing's gonna make sense. It's just gonna be me being like, <laughs> and then having to cut out. <laughs> Please hold your cards close to your chest. Yeah. Chapter fifteen. The four Naga slither into slithered into sight the thing of nightmares. Peyton, your insertion here because I got nothing other than what I don't think I labeled the Nagas because <laughs> I suck at my job. I was like, oh man, I did so good. Got Wrong. all my research done. Got all no, no, no. So I don't think I have anything on them. Um, they're like dark, shadowy, evil creatures. Obviously, I just kind of read um, that. <laughs> I was like, I knew that. I don't think I could find anything on them. Okay, uh, think well, utter darkness. Well, they have a description. Yeah, other like, than I mean, that, they're covered in dark scales and nothing more. They were a horrendous combination of serpentine features and male humanoid bodies. These powerful arms ended in polished black flesh running mm-hmm. talons. Yeah, I knew that. I'm talking about like as far as like their powers and stuff, like lore. I think they're like Oh yeah, I forgot they were Hindu. That's what they are. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says in Hindu mythology the name means serpent in Sanskrit, and they're a class of semi-divine beings who are half-human and half-cobra. They're often considered nature spirits and act as protectors for springs, wells, and rivers. I think of Nagini. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking of. I was like, the only other, other thing I've had with that is Harry Potter. Feyre shoots an arrow out to untie the cereal while screaming to divert their attention, the Naga's attention. When the cereal drops to the ground, uh, the, one of the Naga tries to capture it, but Feyre shoots an arrow at it, but is unsure whether it's, ki- it's a killing blow because she immediately starts running. Picturing the scene. 
in my head right now. It's kind of funny. Yeah, because Cyril being like, like I kind of think like Roger from American Dad, like uselessness. <laughs> like all I can think about is the shoot me down, and she does, and it's like thanks, bye. <laughs> it's like ah! I really do think Roger. That would be how I imagine the serial if could be a part of the story more it would be roger from american dad the alien three of the nagas surround her and she is thrown to the ground one of them is telling her all the things they're going to do to her when Feyre hears a roar tamlin quickly arrives on the scene and kills all three of them and changes back into a spay form when he goes to check on her he notices the wounds on her cheek and asks her if she killed the other naga she told him that she thought she could wander around in the forest. He tells her not to be out when he is not close to the house. She thanked him for saving her, and then they left to go back. Oh, that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> well, I had to, I had to finish reading it to be like, okay, yeah, because <laughs> like they, they never actually answer each other's questions until like later on. It's always okay. Let me ask another question. Let me follow that up with another question instead of answering. <laughs> so yeah, my notes are right. It's just how they are as people. Trust me, nuts. Great. Great couple. Yeah. A plus. Yeah. Okay, you're in the next chapter. <laughs> this is chapter 16. So, Feyre talks to Alice about what all of these creatures mean for their land. So, all the creatures are, like, showing up right now. Is that the thing? Yeah. All these strange creatures, like the puka, the bogey, uh, okay. the naga. Alice tells her, mind her own damn business. If she were smart, she would mind her business. Is basically well, what I she think, says. you know, we've... <laughs> We've established that. Feyre don't do that. Honestly, if I'm stuck there, I want to know, too. Yeah. What am I up against? And mainly she's worried, like, because it's going to leak over into the human realm. She's already heard stories of it happening. And, like, now she's like, oh, my goodness, they can't stop stuff in the spring court. That's not too far from the human world. I mean, but she wants to know to protect herself. I mean, she is a huntress, so. Also, she she didn't get anything else to do besides read and write, and that stresses her out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and then Feyre asks if Alice has a family. Alice tells Feyre that she doesn't personally have a family, but she does have two nephews. This should be a part where I say younglings, as they call them, mm-hmm. are very, very rare among Fey. Very rarely do you get any children. Uh, Alice tells her the next time she goes to ask Lucian to, for advice to come to her instead. <laughs> <laughs> she says, <laughs> I love this. She says, Dead chickens, my sagging ass. Offered it a new robe, and it would, would have been groveling at her feet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I love Lu- this woman. Lucian gives her bad advice. Like, I'll give her something that'll just barely appease the cereal, yeah. not give her something that will actually help out. He's like, that cereal would have loved a new robe. Have you seen that tattered old thing? Yeah. I love how she says, my sagging ass. <laughs> this old fairy lady is mm-hmm. just... Not having any of their. Well, I mean, she has two nephews, right? She's probably like done with all of them. <laughs> so then Feyre goes to dinner to eat with Tamlin and Lucian. She decides to keep his secret safe. Oh my god, the der- <laughs> the redundancy of that sentence. <laughs> my sentence was: she goes to dinner to eat dinner with Tamlin and Lucian. <laughs> what else is she eating? Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait. Whose secret is she keeping safe? <laughs> Lucian, because he's like, don't tell Tamlin I told you that. Okay. Although she thought he deserved to get punched for leading her to the cereal unprepared, Lucian offers up a compliment in place of an apology. <laughs> he's like, you look pretty. 
<laughs> instead of actually apologizing. Feyre understood and gave him a slight nod. <laughs> Brother, sister, yeah, like, energy. She mentions Feyre's not being able to lie. And Lucian's response is, of course we can lie. We find lying to be an art. And we lied when we told those ancient mortals that we couldn't speak an untruth. How else would we get them to trust us to do our bidding? And she starts finding out all this stuff mm-hmm. that is not true. So she just is like, iron? And he's like, nah, only Ash can really harm us. And like everything she's known is a lie. out the window. So yeah, Tamlin and Lucian laugh at the absurdity of all of this. Just all of the things that humans think. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's screaming at herself earlier. She's like, you have one job to do. <laughs> I she- fix it. <laughs> She messed up her notes. Okay. So Tamlin then asked what she was doing in the woods. I'm on the right part. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Vera tells him that she had once heard of a creature that could answer all of her questions. <laughs> it's a genie. <laughs> Who told her that? Nobody. And his name definitely wasn't Lucian. <laughs> it rhymes with <laughs> Tamlin's claws shut Pollution. out. Sliced, sliced whose face? His face. No. His own face? His own face. Like they were like this and it like Oh. Like he was holding his face kind of like this and his claws poked out and like clawed his face up. So his claws shot out and he sliced his own face, but it didn't heal immediately. Feyre told him that she had caught a cereal. (laughs) He asked if she learned anything. (laughs) Well, do you you learn anything while you were at it? And she said that they were interrupted before she could learn anything worth a while. Just stay with the High Lord. That's about it. Tamlin pulls out a piece of paper and reads out the words on it. Unusual. Cue. Slay. Configuration. (laughs) It's her list of words. He stole it. Yeah, he did. Rude. He's trying to be all cute and everything. (laughs) And like, it was so random. Like, he was just like were you trying to figure out how to kill me? And then, like, he reads out the... It's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's, like, oh, weird. So, Ferris embarrassed to know that he that he found this. And then she, he was like, were you writing a poem about how to murder me? <laughs> this gives me, like, Edward and Bella vibes. It does. I don't does. know why, but it does. It does. Um, he then asked if her family knew how much she cared for them and offered to help her write. And then he offered to help her write. She rejected this offer because he didn't need his help. Wow, they are one in the same. They right really now. are. Actually, always they're one yeah, in the same say. at this point. Um, he told her that clearly she didn't need his help at all. She was perfectly capable of slaying a fae and wolf skin, capturing a cereal, killing a naga. She could do it all. Mm-hmm. He asked her if she knows how to laugh. And can they be friends? <laughs> and she's like, can humans and they even be friends? Gosh, this can conversation. We be, can we be besties? Can we be friends? He tells her that during the war, that enough were friends for some fae to go to war for the humans. Aira is shocked by this statement, and Tamlin asks how she thought the humans held off the fae for as long as they did. That's a good point. He tells her that, for what it's worth, her family didn't remember what happened to her. They thought she was off with some dying aunt. He also glamoured them to be wary of warning signs of Fae and run if necessary. Eric considers this for a minute. And although it wasn't ideal that he had done more for her family than she could ever dream of. Vera tells them that she would like to paint. And she asked for some art supplies. So she hasn't asked 
for anything of him up to this point. And mm-hmm. then she's like, actually, I do want something. I want some art supplies. He tells her she's free to paint wherever she wants and asked if she would like to see the gallery. For once, she finally says yes and leaves him smiling. Aww. I had a couple of things I need to... Do you like how I put for once she finally says yeah. yes? Because everything's been no up to this point. No. 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 Uh, whenever he's talking about like all the things that she's done after like she doesn't need his help and he's like, no, you don't. You've done this and this and this. And he says, um, they're fools. Fools for not seeing it. So he's like, once again, you know, all of her shortcomings and all the things she couldn't do, mm-hmm. and all the things she was made fun of for not being able to do. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're capable of so much. And I was yeah. like, kind of sweet. Once again, you're saying all the right things. Like he's shocked at how, mm-hmm. how good she is at doing things that humans shouldn't be able yeah. to be good at, like killing Faith, particularly. But <laughs> apparently that's, uh, for some odd reason, the reason that men fall in love with Farah is how good how good she is at killing oh, other Fae. The way you shot him down. I mean, maybe it's just because she's a badass bitch, but I, I want to say it's just because they like seeing somebody kill their own kind. <laughs> this situation. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, and then with the gallery, I was like, library from Beauty and the Beast vibes? Yes, yes, yes. Farah wakes up from another nightmare, this time from the naga and the cereal. I really thought you were about to say she woke up from a nap, and I was like, I wish. <laughs> she was walking around the house when Tamlin came barreling in with a lesser fay that was severely injured. She rushed down to help as they put him on the table. The creature kept shouting, She took my wings and she and he left with two and he was left with two bleeding wounds in his back. So he's like laying on a table, like chest up against it and his back exposed, like where he's bleeding out from where his wings are. Tamlin and Lucian try to save him while Farah tries to comfort him. He took one final gasp of breath and died. So like Tamlin and Lucian are trying to do all they can for him, and Feyre's like, it's okay, we're here, you'll be fine, I promise, like, kind of what you tell people as they're dying, like, traumatically, like, she's kind of like- You lie to them. Yeah, you lie, essentially. It's okay. It's to comfort. Um, That's what people want to hear in their last moments. You're dying, yes, it's painful. Suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) Suck it up. (laughs) See you on the other side. (laughs) I'll see you maybe, in hell. That's when they respond. Maybe you want <laughs> your ass. Get through those pearly gates. Maybe hell is waiting for you. <laughs> Remember that one time you did that one thing? <laughs> that's some <laughs> we would say to each other. Some <laughs> bedside manner. <laughs> well, Reba, you're dying now, but. <laughs> so, yeah, you're dying. <laughs> it's okay. It's not, but, you know, you'll get over it. Maybe <laughs> you know, we'll come back. You know, maybe you'll come back. Now. You'll get over it. You know, when you're dead, <laughs> maybe you'll come back as a fruit fly. Maybe and life will be even shorter. <laughs> Basically, Reba, don't let us be the only people at you at your beds <laughs> on your deathbed while you're what on are you your death. She's outliving all of us. Yeah, she definitely is. <laughs> Me and you are going out together. <laughs> Blaze of glory. <laughs> Breakfast club style. I just imagine like from secondhand lines. I know I started thinking that secondhand lines style and I would be like the nephew like 
Forget about me. Everyone's running from the burning building, and we're like, "It's our time." I just look at you. I just look at you, Caitlin. This time we die with our boots on. (laughs) But I'm wearing sandals. Just pretend. (laughs) Fist bump into the. And that's how me and Caitlin die. Together. Together. We come into this world together, but we're going out together. By golly. We better. Rebo, sorry we're going to leave you alone, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I think you know, as we know, it's for the best. (laughs) You'll be like, still hear their voice. (laughs) We're haunting her. (laughs) And it would be my name... Like a pitch perfect style. <laughs> that, that's how we haunt her. We just sing random songs to her all the time. She'll be like, why is that song stuck in my head? <laughs> that's like, when I'll know you're there. <laughs> I don't hear it. It just pops in my head. <laughs> oh, we are definitely singing Chicago. Oh. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. This episode oh, kiss. <laughs> is everywhere. I'm crying, by the way. <laughs> just thinking of how me and Caitlin go out. Um, We're in a serious part, too. What the oh, f*** no. is wrong with this? Um, <laughs> Tamlin. <laughs> Did you just laugh because you realized it? <laughs> okay. I was like, what's so serious? <laughs> he died! <laughs> I don't know this man. So, Tamlin asked her why she would comfort um, something she just, the Fae, which she disliked so much. And Farah told him that human or Fae, no one deserved to die alone. And she apologized for what she had done to Andres. Oh, he's talking about burying him, I think. Burying the, the fairy. Uh-huh. And Farah says that, I want to go with you. And he's like, no, it's too deadly at night for you to go. So mm-hmm. he's turning down her wanting to go with him. Yeah. To do something. And then he says, I must do this alone. alone. My man's loves to be alone. He does. I mean, same. But. Frustrating. And then whenever she apologizes, she says, I couldn't remember the last time if ever I've spoken to anyone like that. She's never apologized before. Why would she? I don't she know. lives she with does. Nesta. But like. You can't apologize to Nesta. She'd eat that I up. mean. I'm trying to think people who, like, um, are almost like people pleasers. And in a way, Feyre seems like a people pleaser. But then she's not. Yeah, because people pleasers are more like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, just say it, say it. Yeah, me and my boyfriend, like, apologize to each other nonstop. And it's like, it's to a point where it gets annoying to us, Mm -hmm. too. Because we're just like, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. And I think just, like, me trying to understand Feyre's character in that way because I'm like oh she does this and this and this to kind of please her family in a way but then she's like oh I've never really apologized for anything no because she didn't also like what has she done that she has to apologize apologize for for. well if she did it would be to Nesta and that she wouldn't wouldn't. that's shut up (laughs) like Nesta would expect it and she would refuse to give it yeah the last chapter for this episode is chapter 18. Please quit talking like that. Farah notices there was no blood in the house. 
She sees Tamlin and he asks if she would like to go riding. Casually. I know, right? After the night they had. I know. So, Tamlin, Farah, and as Peyton put here, our favorite third wheel, Lucian, go riding out to a grassy knoll. Tamlin asks her if she likes it, and she says she does. And this is what she brings up about him being a high lord, and he retorts about the cereal telling her nothing of importance. I thought the cereal didn't tell you anything, and she's like... Um, hypothetically, it'd be <laughs> hypothetically, is hypothetically, is that true? Um, she told him that the cereal stated that I was like, "What?" <laughs> she <laughs> that he liked to be brushed, and she should train him with treats. She's a jokester. Oh, I fixed that, but it was after we printed this off. What'd you do that for? <laughs> because I forgot we printed this off. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> and Tamlin roars in laughter, and Lucian said he was shocked to see Pharaoh make a joke. This bitch is funny, too. <laughs> Damn it. She's gonna replace I, I me. I'm laughing hysterically at how the shit she was doing. Her scaling down that wall? Hilarious. Her making a joke? Can't do it. Can't. Can't happen. I'm the only one that's funny around here. Yeah, that's exactly what he's thinking. <laughs> There's only one room for the gesture in here. <laughs> Tamlin shows her to a pool which was made of starlight. 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 Farah looks on in amazement as Tamlin told her this is one of his favorite spots as a kid. Farah asked if Lucian was alright after last night. And Tamlin goes on to explain Lucian's entire backstory. Lucian is the son of the High Lord of the Autumn Court, who is an absolute bastard. Well. (laughs) Hush! Anyway, he is a- That's the bastard, though! He is- He is a terrible human being, or not even a human being, a fairy. He is a terrible fairy. He is like- his sons are too. Yeah. He's evil, and then like there's seven sons that he has, and like all but Lucian are like, are awful. Is Lucian the seventh son of seven sons? Uh, I think think he is the youngest. youngest. I think he's the youngest. And he's uh, his mama's favorite. Um, of course, but because he's the youngest, <laughs> but like his four older brothers are like the most ruthless. Like they would literally kill each other if they. I think some of them did die because of that. Like Probably. fighting over. I think I think there is only five brothers left, if I'm not mistaken, because they kill each other off. Like they're they're that bad. Fight for the spot. They're very ruthless. Very awful. Lucian grew up seeing this, but he's not like them. And he falls in love with a lesser fae woman. And then I can't, if anybody can remember exactly what happens, go on ahead. Oh, something about, doesn't his dad try to arrange his marriage to someone of a higher perspective? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, mm, now I'm going to marry this lesser fae. And then she ends up getting killed and he's like, F you and gallivants off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that happens. And then somebody takes out his eye. That's mentioned here. Oh, okay. It yeah, yeah. Brothers, and it says um, his brothers thought to eliminate one more contender to the High Lord's crown. Three of them went out to kill him. One came back. So that he killed the two brothers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. He now says Lucian killed them. No, and he killed no. one, and then Tamlin, Tamlin killed, killed, killed the, the other. other. There was seven. There were seven brothers. Tamlin and Lucian killed one of them. Mm-hmm. Killed two brothers. Basically, they don't. 
like his brothers and his dad don't really mess with him anymore because of Tamlin. Yeah. Tamlin kind of protects him in that way. Yes, he does. But like Lucian never is was ever considered as a contender for the throne to begin or oh, the he court. Didn't want it, like. He didn't want it and he's the youngest and he's literally the less ruthless yeah. of all of them. He's got four older brothers that really f- suck. Oh, hang on. Let me go back and emphasize that uh, his father was the one who executed his lover in front of Lucian. So. Yes, yes, yes. I knew it was something like that. What a man. Great man. Not really. Terrible man. Giving me Harry Potter vibes. <laughs> they go to swim in the starlight pool. Tamla asks about where she learned to swim and about and she tells about how her father lost his fortune. And then as they rode back, when Tamlin was too far away from her and Lucian, she mentions the cereal. And Lucian asks why she's not mad about it. <laughs> she tells him he deserves a good wallop. But she understood why he didn't tell her everything. Bastard. But okay, I get it. <laughs> he admits he hesitated when he heard her scream only for a few seconds. But it still could have meant life or death for her. He hesitated. Yeah, he did. And he admits it. I waited a minute just to see. And what he, a man. He tells her to keep the knife, just not to put it in his back later. I don't know if we brought that up previously. I don't think so. He gives her a knife. Yeah, he gave her a knife before she went to hunt down the, or trap the cereal. I said BFFs at the end. Yeah. <laughs> BFFs. Um, let's see. What were my notes in this chapter before we wrap up? As they're about to go on their little venture, she does her mantra, stay with the High Lord, he will keep me safe, and things will get better. And uh, Tamlin's like, to her, what would be enough to make you happy? She's like, uh, I don't know. her happiness, per se? She's like, uh, I thought about it. Oh, and then uh, Lucian, whenever they're talking about the cereal, he said, um, Tamlin told me that your first shot was to save the cereal's life, not your own. And she said it seemed like the right thing to do. So we got a selfless queen. Now that she cares about Faye. Yep. So that's the most like important part. She's caring pers- about the yeah, Faye. Her, mm-hmm. her perspective's Tamlin. changed. Caring about the Faye. She's caring about Tamlin. Her and Lucian are biffs now. So they're practically siblings. Lucian. No romantic interest at all, no. y'all. Siblings forever. All right. Anything else to add to that one? That's all. It's probably a three hour long episode. It's an hour and a half right now. Oh, wow. With all our bullshit that we talked about. Perfect. 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 Well, that about wraps it up. We will see you next time with more Akatar. Bye. Bye. Bye.